0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by InsideTexas.com beat reporter Joe Cook. Joe uh, was in the media uh, group today meeting with Coach Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, some news coming out of that immediately. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Bobby. It's uh, good. We're, we're back at it. New opponent this week. Got to get past all the Alabama hoopla and get ready for what's going to be a good team.
0: Yeah, Jeff Traylor's uh, UTSA Roadrunners uh, come into that town this week, uh, but I want to talk about what Coach Sark had to say today because he updated us on some injuries, um, some of which I don't know that he was completely forthcoming about, but that's also not uh, to be unexpected. Give us the latest on what he said of all of the injuries.
1: Yeah, I've gone through my NFL Vegas injury spiel before, so I don't need to do it again. Uh, but at the very beginning of his press conference, he tried to get out in front of the issue and say that Quinn Ewers, Hudson Card, Deshaun Jameson, Bijan Robinson were all day to day, and nobody really pushed back and asked that again. Uh, all he said was that they're day to day at this point. Um, we obviously we have reported differently, a little bit differently as far as Ewers goes. Uh, definitely expect him to to miss at least a couple games based off our reporting from Jerry Hamilton and Eric Nalene. Uh, as far as the other guys, it's very much a we'll see, um, you know, between Card, Jameson and Robinson. Uh, it kind of depends on what they, progress they make throughout the week. But I'll take it as a and we'll get into this later, of course. I'll take it as a good sign that Bijan Robinson showed up for a, a media availability today and, and spoke with uh, reporters.
0: Yeah, just to catch people up. Uh, Quinn Ewers is reported out by uh, ESPN four to six weeks. Another service said two to three. Uh, we just know he's out for a while. We don't expect him back this week. Uh, the sprain to his AC joint is considered lesser. Uh, SC. SC joint. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. SC joint um, is uh, is less than uh, what would keep him out for an entire year. Notre Dame lost their starting quarterback today for the season to a similar injury that was more serious. Um, so just be aware of that. He's He is having some pain right now. Bijan Robinson uh, apparently got his shoulder looked into, uh, but during the uh, presser today, during his notes, uh, he says that uh, he's going to try to play through it, period. Uh, it's go time. Uh, Deshaun Jameson injured his foot. Uh, while uh, Steve Sarkeesian calls him day-to-day, our Eric Nalin at Inside Texas feels like uh, Jameson should be a go for this weekend, but taking it day by day. And then, of course, Hudson Card. And I'm going to mention this one and then go to your next question, Joe. Uh, Hudson Card uh, played a heck of a game in in the uh, in, uh, place of uh, Quinn Ewers on Saturday, uh, but obviously was limping towards the end of the game. He injured his ankle in the third quarter. Uh, he is day-to-day, uh, we believe, as Steve Sarkeesian said. Now, Joe, you directly asked uh, Sark today at the presser about the quarterback situation. Uh, what, what exactly uh, did Sark have to say to you?
1: Yeah, so to start things off, I asked, "Hey, who took first string quarterback reps in practice?" And he said, "That's for me." So he doesn't want that information getting out from him. At least um, he wanted to, you know, I guess keep not just Jeff Trailer, but Joey McGuire, Neil Brown, you know, Brent Venables. I guess in the dark about who they need to get ready for in the coming weeks. Obviously, more will be revealed come that first snap on Saturday, but. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, was, was it Hudson Card who took the mo- most reps or was it Charles Wright? Was it anybody else? Um, he, he, Even though he didn't get into specifics about who took that first snap, um, he was asked about Hudson Card, Charles Wright. Um, he gave a very short health update on Malik Murphy, <clears throat> who pro- does not seem to be factoring into this conversation. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian said he's not healthy right now. So I know there's been a lot of, you know, uh, there was a, I don't know what to say, surprising, but there was a good vocal amount of people, I guess, even on here on Twitter on Inside Texas, who said, you know, let's give Malik Murphy a shot, and uh, you know, we have our own eyes to see that Charles Wright warmed up, um, and that now we have evidence from Steve Sarkeesian that Malik Murphy is not prepared to go in the game quite yet, just for physical reasons. So, um, but he spoke about Hudson Card and said, you know, they they try to do a lot of the same things that they. Would do with Quinn Ewers with their offense, uh, with Hudson Card leading the way. Of course, praised his his ability to battle through that ankle issue that you know obviously we saw him hobbling, um, including on that big 19 or that second and 19 pickup where he's just hobbling up that far sideline and gets the first. He said he had a lot of praise for Hudson Card because of that. You know, even when he named Quinn Ewers the starter, he made sure a to note that they were going to need Hudson Card. Boom, there's that and B that he's well-respected and everybody, uh, at least according to Sarkeesian. And I think we, I mean, this is some stuff we, we could also just see from watching the game. People rallied around him and, you know, thought that they would be able to get things done. And he made some big, some big time throws, um, missed a couple, got sacked a couple times. Uh, but you know, he played his butt off as well as he could, but you could tell that that ankle was bothering him. Um, when Sark talked about Charles, Wright. Um, uh, That was a player who, you know, he said has made a lot of progress in his two years. Um, And I think there's, there's some, uh, uh, there's obviously apprehension if you have to get to your third quarterback. But if, if, as I wrote on Inside Texas, I kind of, and I, one thing I went and took a look at, I watched his film at Austin High. And remember Austin's, Austin High is not a program known for its football prowess, thanks to Wright, they made the playoffs they gave Vannegriff a good run in that 2020 season but couldn't top them but if you watch his film he, he does really well with on platform throws and good enough on off platform throws and you know maybe he's not hitting off all the corners of the field like quinn ewers could but he's definitely a, you, know, you can see why matt campbell uh, decided to go after him um, why even Tom Herman, you know, even though uh, circumstance forced his hand, decided that, that was the quarterback to, to try and offer. Um, and I guess you can also see why he's third on the depth chart at this point, uh, you know, even with Malik, injury, Malik Murphy's injury aside. You know, either any of the walk-ons, Cole Lord, Ben Ballard, guys who had gotten in the games, at least Ben Ballard, before Wright had. Uh, now they're behind Wright, and, you know, who knows if it's going to be him this weekend. Uh, he, he was very, very cautious to to reveal, you know, any details regarding that. Uh, we're probably still going to see a good dose of Roshan Johnson maybe running the Wildcat. Uh, but, you know, he, he had good things to say about Card, uh, good things to say about Wright. Very, you know, three words to say about Murphy and a lot of great things to say about Roshon Johnson. And, uh, you know, no matter what the offense looks like, it's going to feature those guys pretty prominently. Speaking
0: with Joe Cook of uh, InsideTexas.com, InsideTexas.com is running a special right now. One dollar for one month of InsideTexas.com. Please join us over there. Uh, I think there were I mean, there are so many articles over this weekend from the Alabama game. I couldn't keep track. I was trying to read them all. Uh, as well as watch these, and produce these videos and stuff, Joe. Y'all did uh, just a tremendous job uh, covering the game. Congratulations with that. Uh, Joe, next question I want to ask you. Obviously, there was some summation of sorts on the Alabama game and what Sark had to say this afternoon. What were you, what was your takeaway from what, what he told the press today?
1: Uh, first, you know, he was big to, to praise the, the home crowd. Um, I talked about this on the horn earlier. You know, I don't know if there have been louder crowds. They're very there very there, may there's a possibility, even with a record attendance of 105,000, but I can't remember a more engaged crowd. You know, sometimes you'll get a you'll get some token noise, I guess, to say on first down and second down, and then okay, third down, fourth down. The brand. This was a crowd that was engaged first, second, third, fourth down, and made it difficult for Alabama. Um, he also was able to, you know, he just praised effort. Um, I think one thing that he would have liked to see and that also indicates, at least in a certain respect, a clean game. You can't really call a 15 penalty and what should have been more a 15 penalty game, a clean game. But neither team turned the ball over. Uh, both teams held on to it. Obviously, Deshaun Jameson dropped his chance in an interception. He would mentioned that he would have liked to see uh, his team create some interceptions, but, you know, it just it just wasn't there um he, he something he mentioned that i think may have been overlooked some uh, not just the run game problems but the red zone they they didn't score or i think they scored one red zone touchdown and they had several chances uh one of those chances was a missed field goal or deflection by Will Anderson you know your eyes can can, can tell you whatever you want to see on that play but they didn't take opportunities that they should have uh, or wanted to, at least, in the red zone and didn't uh, get a hand on the, you know, get the football. Uh, he praised their ability to, you know, gather around the football and, and populate. That's his term for tackling. Uh, but he mentioned the next step is getting that ball loose. Uh, that's something weren't able to do against Alabama. It's a tough team to, to do that against. But it's something that they weren't able to do what he wants to see going forward. Hey, a question for you before we move on. You just mentioned that
0: blocked field goal, what, what I thought was a blocked field goal. Um, did they officially record
1: that as a block for Will Anderson? Did they officially record it as a miss? Do you do you know? Um, when, when we were upstairs in the press box from my seat, the Alabama press uh, media relations people are right there, and they said Will Anderson got a hand on it. I don't think they record the official stats. They may do that for the the Tuscaloosa book. Uh, But, I mean, I I saw it on replay. Um, I don't know if it was going left anyway, uh, but Will Anderson definitely escorted the ball left. um, And, you know, Burt Auburn was forced to bear the brunt of some of the blame for a little bit uh, until that, that got, you know, deciphered. And I listened a couple times to see if I could hear the, that you that you hear whenever yeah the yeah. block and I, I couldn't quite get it um, but I, I, you can tell just the way the ball changes the, the way it's moving uh, and you can just see it go off Anderson's hands that he got a hand on it gotcha um I, I tell you what um, from here where I want to go and talk to you
0: is about what he said about draft Jeff trailer and what he's done at UTSA I, I thought there were some nice remarks there. Uh, let the fans know exactly what, uh, what Sark had to say about uh, playing the Roadrunners this weekend. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: Yeah, he he, he praised that team. Um, I even listened to Jeff Trailer talk this morning on Zoom, and you can tell that he's a guy that knows how to play a room, uh, and he knew there was a room full of uh, Texas sports writers in there. Uh, but he also has a lot of respect for, for what, you know, the, the school that gave him a place to start his college career, college coaching career. Um, then he's excited to bring a Roadrunner team uh, to, to check it out and see. Um, as far as Steve Sarkeesian, you know, he he prays what Jeff Trailer uh, has. He, he likes, you know, he, he can tell that Jeff Trailer obviously is a great ball coach. You don't win state titles in Texas without that. You don't get a stadium named after you in Texas without being a great ball coach. I think there may be some, I guess, idea that he's not the same type of schemer or schematic guy or X's and O's guys in Sark and. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think they just have different styles of going about it. Uh, But he praised, you know, the system they have over uh, at at UTSA, the the multiple systems that they have. Um, And he also answered a question I had about the two guys who were number zero uh, for UTSA. In the back end, they have Rashad Wisdom, uh, Converse Judson, defensive back. Probably a guy who Texas, you know, I, I think it would have been a prudent idea to have offered him in the whole pursuit of DeMarvin Leal from the same high school at the same time. They didn't, uh, Wisdom took the opportunity to play for the school close to home. Um, and he's become one of the best defensive backs in the country, not just conference USA, but the whole USA. And, um, it's been fun to watch his career. He's been one of the best players on that team for several years, and he's going to be a player that Texas has to look out for, uh, both through the air and, and on the ground. The other guy who wears number zero is, uh, uh, Frank Harris, their quarterback, Um, you know, you you face uh, uh, Chandler Rogers with ULM mobile, not a great passer, but mobile. And he, he gained some firsts, got some yards. Um, Then you face, you know, Bryce young, who's on a different level in multiple senses. And, you know, he broke the game open and put them in in the Alabama position to win. I don't think it's like he's on either end of the spectrum uh, between those two players, but uh, Frank Harris is definitely a, a a really good quarterback. Somebody that they'll have to uh, account for. The thing is, and Steve Sarkeesian didn't mention this that much. There's some depth problems on that UTSA offensive line right now. Um, I think they're down a few guys. You play, you know, I know you're if you're playing Army, their de- their defense isn't the option, but they're still a rugged crew, and you know they play hard for for uh, their for Coach Munkin up there in West Point, and Know that offense, and we talk about the Army offense, which I think everybody. I think if you don't know me, I'll just let you know that I'm a huge lover of what Army football does. They run the ball a lot, yet they pass for over like 200 yards against UTSA. 300. Um, Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Um, They've they've got some stuff to work out on defense, and they have depth problems to work out on offense. But you can tell. Um, just like so many people around the state do. I mean, they, they don't put nobodies on the cover. Uh, and, and Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer, of course, are, are not nobodies. They're two guys who have risen to, through the ranks of high school football and through college football and um, have a lot of respect for what they've been able to do. And that was very evident what Steve Sarkeesian said uh, about Jeff Trailer.
0: A couple of notes here on this uh, Army running the ball. Army only rushed for like 100-and-something yards against UTSA, even though they had, listen to this, listen this, 54 rushing attempts, (laughs) okay? But they had 300 yards passing on 18 attempts. So they they passed the ball. They ran the ball three times more than they passed it. 75% of the plays were runs. Um, So UTSA is battle-tested against the run. I think that's fair to say. With Texas likely, we think, having a new quarterback, it's going to be interesting if uh, they try to play a similar type defense against the Longhorns and make the Longhorns beat them with the pass. Um, Tommy Yerish, by the way, uh, of uh, Inside Texas and on Texas football, will be interviewing a beat writer from UTSA on Wednesday. Uh, you guys can uh, see that video uh, and read about it on Inside Texas. Uh, Ian Boyd also will have an X's and O's breakdown on UTSA later this this week as well. Um you know, you mentioned Harris, the, the quarterback at, at UTSA. I think he's either ranked currently six or seven in the FBS overall in passing yards per game. So he is he is not only a senior, most of their team on both sides are seniors. Um, I was talking to someone that that uh, has played them this year, and their comment was, it will surprise you how physical UTSA is. Um did, did Sark say anything in, in the presser today about the Horn's ability to match the physicality of Alabama and what he expects going forward from Texas uh, as yeah. it comes to not only meeting UTSA this week, but the rest of the season?
1: Yeah, basically, it was one of those things where, of course, they they respect their ability in the trenches, and as you said, you know, when you got some experience, get that it helps your ability to do that. Uh, but it's one of those things where they what the intensity that they brought against Alabama and that they brought to the Alabama defensive line that can't be a one game thing. They said they had to keep that going, um, and they know they have a challenge to do that with with this. They have a pretty challenging. uh Opponent to do that against this week, so um, he did praise. You know, it was interesting how when he was asked for a couple uh, guys to praise, the first three were defensive linemen and cor- uh, Keandre Coburn, Moro Jomo, and Byron Murphy. Th- those were the guys who uh, you know earned the the first praise. And you know, we saw we saw a great game from Morrow against ULM, and we saw another good game again from him uh, against Alabama. Um, Keandre Coburn made a lot of impact, so. They're going to have to definitely keep that up. And then same thing on the offensive side. We saw uh, Kelvin Banks and and Christian Jones hold their own pretty much for most of the game against Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. Um, It was the interior guys that struggled that didn't have the best performance. And I think that uh, is a big reason why Texas had some problems running the ball uh, because they could, they could hold up in the pass game, but they couldn't really create holes in the run game or just were too far away. So um, not to say that UTSA is is Alabama, of course. Um, some of those issues should be able to you, they should be able to take advantage of uh, some of those you know uh, discrepancies in talent there. But it's still going to be tough. And yeah, you can ask Justin Wells. You can ask anybody who's played for for Gilmer from 2000 to 2014, and anybody who's played for Draft Trailer since. He knows how to create something with his teams that gets them ready to play and gets them ready to play tough um you don't win 12 games without doing that and uh, you don't you know take a team like u of h and and you don't compete with army especially without being tough because those guys play you tough um one thing i guess i think that works in texas's favor is just thinking about this you know when you're texas and you have ulm before alabama you may be able to look ahead a little bit. And even Steve Sarkeesian mentioned we had this game plan done three months ago. Um, does that mean you overlook UTSA? No, you can kind of keep up with that same uh, uh, you know line of thinking you've had. We get this opportunity this week, this opportunity this week, this opportunity this week. But if you're coaches, you may be able to spend a little bit more time in different areas. When you're UTSA and you're going against a ranked team in Houston and then you're going against a triple option, your coaching staff doesn't have time to do that. Maybe the players have time to get hyped up about it, and uh, you know, but that doesn't seem evident on the field so far. But as far as coaching staffs go, maybe you know the fact that uh, UTSA had to deal with two very unique opponents, and now they have to play Texas. Maybe that's a little strain on their coaching staff that the UT staff didn't really have to go through.
0: All right, uh, Joe Cook, InsideTexas.com. Thanks for your time. Uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, Jerry uh, Hamilton's recruiting breakdown early in the morning. A, a um, unofficial visitor for the Longhorns this weekend that was committed to Oklahoma was on campus. We'll be talking about that. Jerry's also in Florida. Uh, he went and saw Cedric Baxter uh, today, the nation's number one running back that's committed to Texas. We're going to be talking about that in the recruiting back uh, breakdown. Uh, we'll also of course uh, have multiple updates on inside Texas throughout the day. Uh, please join us over there. All right. For Joe Cook, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas.